In Zimbabwe, business tells Monangagwa to bring back the United States dollar. Well, the Presidential Advisory Committee inviting big business and companies like Old Mutual are part of this, Elvis, and they say the fluctuating foreign exchange rate is just killing business and the recovery prospects. It's just to give you an example, the, the, the government was forced to pay their, their workers their 13th check in U.S. dollars because there was a threat of a strike. That did not happen. And so this is a discussion forum where the, the, the government is going to have to be realistic. But just to give you an example, the, the, the Zimbabwean dollar is trading at the official rate is somewhere like $112, to the U.S. dollar, to one U.S. dollar. That is, that is what the official rate is supposed to be. But on the illicit market, people are paying up to 200 Zimbabwean dollars a U.S. dollar. So it just tells you that they don't have the confidence in the, in the, in the Zimbabwean dollar. Remember that when, when, when inflation happened, hyperinflation happened around 2008, people were not able to honor their obligations. They were not able to buy anything with the money because they would have the dollar, Zimbabwean dollar, and overnight, Inflation would wipe away the value so much. So this time is the destabilizing effect that is that is being seen, and the government instead is blaming the banks for enabling all kinds of illegal forex transactions. But this is it. The president is being told bring back the U.S. dollar. Don't take pride in something that is not working. Some are suggesting that they just should use the rand. <laughs> but let's they, move. <laughs> they have used it before. They have used it, hmm. and, I, and I, when you're in Zimbabwe, you know you are you are likely to get around with the South African rent, even now. I haven't been to Zimbabwe in a while, but it's sometimes mm-hmm. easier. Remember, the, there are many Zimbabweans who live in South Africa, which means they can always give them that money and change it into, or give them whatever and change it into. And that's where the problem is, that the government is not gaining enough confidence and people aren't having the faith in the, in the Zimbabwean dollar. Mm-hmm. In Kenya, Kenya's president signs a new law to police digital lenders, and they have six months to apply for licenses, these apps. I mean, these are, these, are, these are the things that make me very impressed with Kenya, because when it comes to digitalization, they are always ahead of the curve. Remember, they did their digital switch to digital transmission, the television signal, long, long, long ago. And this time, companies, including those backed by the U.S. PayPal and all that, have been lending money but electronically without any legal framework and this law is going to just make sure that they are they are practiced so when you regulate something that's been happening and growing it's, it's important to realize that you are already behind the curve but at least you are acting so examples are that interest rates that have been charged by some of these lenders elvis go up to 800 850 percent growing their interest rates in a year, and then they would use tactics that are unethical, like naming and shaming of the of their debtors. So imagine in South Africa that you owe money and I owe money, you pay, I don't pay, and somebody publishes a list of debt payers. So those are some of the regulations that are going to be put in place by this act. And six months they will be given to apply so that they are recognized or they will not be allowed to operate. It will be difficult to police those that aren't registered, but at least once you are caught without a license, it will be easy for them to prosecute you because you have broken the law.
And then democracy spotlighted at the U.S. President Joe Biden summit. Who's there and who's not from Africa? Well, South Africa, countries like South Africa, Botswana, and those are there. But they, they, those that are excluded are those with questionable credentials, or at least according to the U.S. But they include countries where there's been the removal of, 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 of government by force, like Guinea, or you have countries where, you know, the people are questioning how things are happening, even though elections are happening or taking place. There are incidents or reports of repression, like Uganda and and in Tanzania, if you remember what happened during the election of the current president and even before that, and you have countries like Cote d'Ivoire, where there were some repression when the election was happening. So it's, it's, it's like the U.S. If you recall, President Trump didn't have much time for Africa. He called us all kinds of unsavory names. But President Biden understands that unless he, he forges and builds relations with Democratic South Africa, I mean, Democratic Africa, China is, is taking over, Brazil is taking control, countries like Russia are building those relations. So it is not just any a gesture of, of goodwill, but it's also a gesture of protecting American interests. But at least they are trying to say, well, you can go and do your business with China, but we will strengthen our relationships with countries with democratic processes we trust.